Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, We're going to go to a book named Nehemiah, and it's in the Old Testament. Uh, Nehemiah uh, is a guy who um, God brought on the scene to help build the city, rebuild the city of Jerusalem. And uh, so we started this series a couple weeks back and uh, just talking about what areas does God want us to rebuild and what areas in our lives need to be restored. And so we're going to continue that series today. We were going to start a series entitled Freedom. We're going to push that off because there's so much more great stuff right here in this book. And, uh, and I really do believe this. I believe that for 2017, it's going to be your best year. I believe that. I believe that you're going to see areas in your life restored, rebuilt, that you're going to experience the presence of God like you've never experienced before, that you're going to grow in your faith, and uh, you're going to take that one step closer to Jesus in 2017. And so because of that, uh, as a church, we started 21 days of prayer and fasting. Now, if you have no idea what that is, all of the information is on our website. I encourage you to check that out. We're on day eight today, and it's not too late for you to jump in, so make sure you go there. Look at all the information, but the reason we're praying and the reason we're fasting Uh, The whole point behind fasting is we're saying no to the flesh. We're giving up some of those appetites that we have. Some of us are giving up food, all right, because we crave it, all right? Uh, Some of us are giving up television or movies or social media or whatever it might be, and we're saying no to some of these these appetites that we have. We're just allowing the spirit that's inside of us to connect closer with God. And uh, it's been an awesome trip so far, and I want to encourage you to get involved. But the reason we're doing it is that we, we believe that this is really going to be our best year yet. We believe this is going to be a year where God uses you, God uses us, God uses our small groups that we're launching this week to bring more people into his kingdom, amen? And so I want you to be a part of that. So we've been talking about how we're going to rebuild, what it means to rebuild. And I want to continue this thought today out of Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 6. Nehemiah chapter 6. We're going to talk about what's taking place here in verse 1. And it says this, when Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem, the Arab, And the rest of our enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall and that no gap was left in it, though at the time I had not installed the doors in the gates. Sambalet and Geshem sent me a message. Come, let's meet together in the village, villages of the Onah Valley. But they were planning to harm me. And interesting that Nehemiah had a revelation of what was really taking place. But to me, what's more interesting than that is that right here we see in the Bible, and you see it time and time again throughout Scripture, is that just about the time when everything is fully rebuilt, fully restored, and it looks like everything's going great, the enemy tries to come in and ruin it, right? You get to that place where, man, I'm plugged in and I'm growing spiritually and my relationships are doing good and, man, other areas of my life are flowing. And all of a sudden, it's about that time, just like it says here in Nehemiah, that the enemy comes in and tries to bring you harm. Verse 3, so I sent a message to them saying, I'm doing a great work and and cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same proposal, and I gave them the same reply. Sambalet sent me the message a fifth time by his aide who had an open letter in his hand. In it was written, it is reported among the nations in Geshem, agrees that you and the Jews plan to rebel. This is the reason why you are rebuilding the wall. According to these reports, you are to become their king. 
and have even set up a prophetess in Jerusalem to proclaim on your behalf. There is a king in Judah. These rumors, highlight that now, these what? Yeah, these rumors, these lies will be heard by the king. So come, let's confer together. Verse 8, then I replied to him, there is nothing to these rumors you are spreading. You are inventing them in your own mind. Come on, somebody, take that. For they were all trying to intimidate us, saying they will become discouraged in the work and it will never be finished. But now, listen to it now, but now my God strengthen me. Amen? In the middle of the process of building, towards the end, it looks like things are good. Enemy comes in. Come on, you don't have to, you don't have to respond to it. You don't have to be intimidated by it. Come on, you just got to stay in the work that he's given you. And come on, he's going to strengthen you. Let's pray. God, I pray right now that you would just help me. Lord, help me, uh, Lord, with, with these words out of Nehemiah 6. Lord, teach this incredible group of people today that, Lord, we would grow in our faith, that we grow in our understanding. And, God, we would continue to rebuild the areas in our life that are destroyed, that are lying in ruins. That 2017 would truly be a year of great restoration. And we declare today, just like Nehemiah did to the enemy, that is trying to whisper in our ear today that there is nothing to these rumors. There is nothing to these lies. But we're going to continue to build in Jesus' mighty name, and you're going to strengthen us. Amen. 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 We're just going to play musical mics. Check, check. Do I sound more manly? Hello. I don't want to sing now. I love, I love Nehemiah's response to when the enemy comes in. The Bible clearly lays out that, that they are literally almost done with the building of the walls. These walls that laid in ruins for some, some 85 years. Nehemiah comes on the scene and he begins to rebuild. And the Bible says that in 52 days, that which was destroyed and laid ruins for 50, uh, 85 years was rebuilt. And he's almost done. The gates aren't on. And here comes the enemy. And the enemy comes and tries to spread rumors and tries to spread lies. But I love Nehemiah's response. Are you with me? There's nothing to it. You've invented it in your, in your mind. I don't know about you, but I'm not a big fan of rumors. Anybody? Uh, I, I, other than this, I tend to learn a lot about myself that I never knew before. Come on, somebody, right? I mean, I really, I can't, I can't, I can't handle, I can't stand rumors. I'll never forget when I was in fifth grade and, um, you know, it's an awkward age, right? It's an awkward stage when you're in fifth grade and you're going, your body's undergoing changes. And, you know, in fifth grade, I still have, I'll be honest with you, I still have a little baby fat. Come on. Matter of fact, any, anything you see on me now, it's still baby fat, all right? I'm just still trying to work it off. Get over it, all right? But in fifth grade, I was still, I was still a little chunky, and uh, my, my mom knew how to feed me well. And, uh, and so I remember, though, that it was that time where we're going to start a basketball team. And so, you know, you had to go into the locker room. And as, I mean, it's already a weird season, but then you got to change, right, in the locker room with all these other guys, you know. And, and they got, like, like, hair is starting to come out of armpits and things, right? And, and so I remember being in there, and I remember, you know, I wasn't too intimidated. I was just going to get changed, but as I was changing, I kind of looked around, and guys were kind of looking over at me, and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Like, you know, and all of a sudden, I went, and I took my shirt off, and everybody's like, oh, it's not true. I'm like, what's not true? Like, what's going on, you know? And, and what, finally, one brave person came in and goes, well, 
There's a, been a rumor going around that you wear a bra. Somebody feel my pain? Thank you, you feel my pain, right? And I was just like, what? Right? But I can't tell you something. That, that, that thing hurt, even though it was absolutely no truth to it, nor did I need to. Thank you. Right? It was just some, 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 some vicious little kid. Come on, somebody. Fifth grade is brutal. Right? If you can make it through fifth grade, I promise you, you can make it through this life. All right? So good job. You're still here. Keep moving. Right? It was, it was, it's brutal. And then here you got some, some people spreading rumors, spreading lies about you. But you know what? There was absolutely no truth to it. It wasn't factual. Everybody discovered that. And then the kid that created the rumor, come on, somebody. Are you with me? Don't want to be that guy when there's no truth to the rumor. Here is Nehemiah. And Nehemiah is doing a great work. He is, he is, he is rebuilding the walls of God's city. And now listen to me. They've been building day and night for 52 days. They've been working around the clock, getting little sleep, rallying their neighbors to be a part of the process, and they're almost done. And in that moment where it's almost finished, he begins to face a new battle and a new war. Are you with me? It's not just the, the building of the walls. It's not just the resisting of natural enemies. Remember, we talked about it. There were guys on the walls building with tools. How are you going to rebuild the ruins in your life? you got to have some tools. But then there were guys on the ground with weapons protecting what was being built. How are you going to continue to build? You've got to get some weapons to resist the enemy. But now Nehemiah walks into a new season as he begins to deal with what honestly, come on, destroys people, destroys relationships, destroys the call on your life, destroys your destiny. It is lies and it is rumors. Are you with me this morning? Now, here's what we're going to discover, that we're not just talking about, like, like, people spreading rumors about you. We're talking about the whispering of the enemy comes and whispers in your ear, and rumors destroy. Rumors are a bad thing. As a matter of fact, a guy named James wrote a New Testament book, great book, who happens to be the brother of Jesus. How would you like to be that guy? Right? You think you got it tough with your siblings? Come on, somebody. Try to be the brother of Jesus. Right? And here he is, and you know, he writes in, in his book, he talks about taming the tongue. He talks about this thing here, man, it can kindle a lot of fire. It can, it can destroy things. You think maybe James knew some, some stuff about that? Think maybe James observed Jesus having rumors spread about him? You think maybe James himself, are you with me? Maybe said some things about his own brother? Are you with me? He writes, in this book, and he talks about taming the tongue. Here, Nehemiah is confronted now with a new enemy, a new enemy. And this enemy begins to spread rumors. Now, you got to understand how Nehemiah came on the scene. When Nehemiah comes to Jerusalem, no one knows who he is. He's just Nehemiah, just, just one, of, one of us. And he came, and he was serving a king, and he was the cupbearer, and he arrives on the scene. No one really knows who he is, but under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the grace of God, he begins to rally people. He begins to rally people to do a great work. And here they are. Now listen to this. Now here they are doing that great work, and they're almost finished. What does the enemy do? The enemy comes in and tries to cast doubt. Tries to spread rumors and cast doubt. Okay? Look at the last time. Look at the last time that the letter comes. The Bible says it's an open letter, meaning there's the possibility. It's sort of been circulated to the people doing the work. 
Are you, are, do you know who this guy Nehemiah is? Is, is, he, is he trying to build something for himself? Are you with me? Okay. Here he is building. They try to cast doubt. But think about the faith of the people that embraced a man they didn't even really know. Because they were tired of seeing their life, their city in ruins. And they embraced somebody they, they barely even knew. That's faith on their part. They embraced it. They said, okay, let's do this thing. That, let's get to work. You know, it's often been thought that every time when God is about to do something new in your life, he brings about a new relationship to help you get there. That's why small groups that are launching today are so important. And check it out. Step in. If you've, been, if you've been battling some things in your life, if you've found some areas in your life lying in ruins and you haven't been able to overcome it, you haven't been able to go to the next level, maybe you need to get into some relationships. Are you with me? Get into a relationship because when God introduces a new relationship into your life, oftentimes it is there to help you move to the next place. I'm so glad that these people embraced Nehemiah so that we have this story today about how he began to rebuild. Let me give you a couple of things real quickly. When rebuilding the walls, you say, Pastor, what are we talking about? We're sitting in a theater. What walls are you talking about? Now, in Nehemiah's day, once again, it was very much natural walls. We're not talking about natural walls today. We're talking about what is, what is broken down in your life. Is it your, is it your relationship with Jesus? And, and you, need, you need some areas rebuilt there. Is it a marriage? Is it another type of relationship? It is a ministry dream or a ministry idea you have or whatever it is. What are the walls? What are the ruins in your life? God wants to rebuild those. God wants you to do it. You can check out the other messages from the last couple weeks. But when rebuilding, the enemy's going to come. Know a couple of things. Number one, know this. Know there's a real enemy. Know there is a real enemy. When we read Nehemiah, it is not a, it's not just a story, okay? These aren't metaphorical enemies. These are real things happening in real time to them, okay? And here's something you and I need to understand, okay? We actually face a real enemy, okay? I know that we've tried to culturalize church and scripture and the Bible and try to bring it into people's context and, and get them to understand, but by doing that, sometimes I think we can water down the great truth that there is a real heaven and there is a real hell. And there is a real God in heaven who sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for us, that anyone who calls upon him shall be saved. But on the flip side of that, there is a real enemy, the devil, and he doesn't want you to make it to heaven. That is absolute truth. We have a real enemy that we are facing. Listen to what the Bible says. In 1 Peter, talks about our enemy. 1 Peter 5.8. Peter warns, he says, hey, stay alert, watch out, your great enemy, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. I don't know if it can get any more plain than that. I, it would be so nice if we could just take the last two weeks and be like, I am re rebuilding things in my life. I'm going to embrace the pain of change. Amen. I'm going to pray and seek God. Awesome. I'm going to get some tools, I'm going to get some relationships around me, and then I'm going to get to work. I wish I could tell you that the only thing you had to focus on was just rebuilding. But the reality is, is there is a real enemy who brought the destruction in your life in the first place. And when he looks at what's being rebuilt in your life, 
He doesn't want it rebuilt, and so he's going to come, and he's going to try to stop it. There is a real enemy. Are you with me? The Bible tells us so. There's a real enemy. We've got to resist the enemy. We've got to stand strong in our faith, and we've got to continue the work that God has set before us. Now, listen to me before you walk out here all freaked out, okay? Okay? The Bible tells us we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. There's principalities and powers in heavenly places. Now, fighting the enemy, can I be honest with you, would probably be a little more freaky, but a little more easy if he actually showed up and materialized in front of us. Right? Like if the cartoon figure, right, with the red cape and the horns and the pitchfork, come on, somebody. Like if he actually came, it would be like, I see you. You can't trick me. Right? That would be, that'd be easy. But you know what? The enemy doesn't really show up that way. Here's one of the number ways, number one ways the enemy shows up in our life. Through whispers, through lies, through rumors. Now listen, I'm not talking about natural ones, although the enemy inspires people in our life too. Oh, it got quiet. There were no amens on that one. The number one way the enemy's going to come. It's not going to be obvious. You know what he's going to do? He's going to do what these three guys did right here. They're going to create some rumors, spread some lies, talk about you, whispers. You ever had that happen before? You're in the middle of rebuilding your marriage. All of a sudden, the whisper of the enemy comes, she doesn't really love you. You know, you know what she's doing at work? She's flirting with guys. Well, it's getting real now, right? Enemy just comes and lies, spreads those rumors. And then here's the thing. You take the bait, right? Once we take the bait, then guess what we start to do? We start to carry that lie within us. And then guess what we do? Depending on the situation, sometimes we get to talk to other people about it. Are you with me? All of a sudden now we're the one carrying the rumor, carrying the lie that the enemy has put inside. Here is Nehemiah, and he understands something. He understands he has a real enemy. So guess what he does? He says, you know what? I ain't coming down. I ain't going nowhere. He recognized he had a real enemy, and he stayed on the wall, and he continued to do the great work. Those rumors, those lies to the enemy, you know what they want to do? They want to distract. They want to detour you, and they want to keep you from doing what God has called you to do. Just little stuff. Little stuff gets in. I'll never forget when I first met my wife, Katie, and I know that if you're new for the first time, you're like, you've heard me talk about other people have mentioned Pastor Katie. She's actually teaching the kids' class today. She oversees our children's ministry. So if you drop your, your child off today, just make sure you just give my wife a big hug. My wife's got a lot of grace. The church knows very well that I love my children. I just don't love yours, all right? My wife, on the other hand, she loves all children, all right? So it's a good thing she's in there, not me. Now watch, somebody's going to take that, and they're going to spread a rumor. I ain't going back to that church. Why? The pastor hates children. Okay, he said it from the state. You go watch. You can watch the live feed. It's right there. He said it. Never forget when I met my wife. She wasn't a believer yet. And, uh, and so we were hanging out, and I eventually uh, uh, had a chance to lead her to the Lord. But before I did that, um, I did what every good Christian does. Rather than sharing my faith with her and trying to lead her to the Lord, I invited her to church. Come on, somebody. 
And so I, I, I invited her to church, and I'll never forget, I called her, and, um, and I was like, hey, do you want to go to church? And she had seen something in my life and in the people I hung out with, and there was something in her that was like, yes. And so she turned to her roommate who had known her for years and said, it's Ben, he's inviting me to church. And her roommate started laughing and said, oh my gosh, you go to church? And she grabbed the phone and she said, you know what? She shared the story with me later. She said, I can't make it tomorrow. And something inside of her was crushed. Something inside of her was crushed. You know those rumors, those things? If we don't resist them and fight them, they become a part of who we are. Are you with me? I don't know what the enemy's lying to you about today, but I want to encourage you today. Come on, don't give in to it. Don't listen to it. Don't listen. Matter of fact, don't, don't only not listen to it, don't, don't hear it, but don't be one that spreads it. Come on. Come on. Can we, can we decide as Canvas Church in 2017 that we're going to assume the best of people at all times? That when a negative report comes or something comes about somebody else, we're going to be like, no, I'm pretty sure that you heard that wrong. I'm pretty sure that's not the guy. I'm pretty sure that didn't take place. And then if you need to go and talk to the individual, confront the individual, do that. But can we just decide that, you know what? No, we're going to be, we're going to be a safe place for people to come. We're not going to talk about anybody else's stuff. We're not going to spread anybody else. We're just going to, we're just going to assume the best about everybody. Are you with me? And it not only is just about people, it's assuming the best of a circumstance and a situation. Just assume, you know what? No, that probably didn't happen. That's probably not how it came across. They probably didn't mean to send me that text in all caps. Come on, somebody. Right? I've actually had, you know, you know, had that happen before. It's like, why are you yelling at me? I'm like, I'm not yelling. You're like, you're, you're, you're sending it in all caps. I'm like, oh, the caps button was on. Sorry, my bad. I'm not mad. I'm excited, right? Come on. What if we just assume the best about everybody sitting next to you right now? What if we assume the best when you get that email or that text message? Are you with me? Come on. He understood he was facing a real enemy. We have to understand that we're facing a real enemy. We need to find ourselves. As the work is almost finished, understand this, the enemy will come and attack. Number two, I'm going to give these next ones to you real quick. Number two, know that you are doing a great work. Know that you are doing a great work. That area in your life, the thing that, that God has you focused on, he doesn't have you focused on it just for kicks, all right? It's not like, you know, you need something to do right now. Your life's not busy enough. Why don't you focus on this area of your life and just see it? You know, see if you can do something with it. You know, the reason the Holy Spirit pinpoints things in our life is because he truly wants it restored because as it's restored, it's going to take you to a whole new level in your relationship with him. Amen. Are you with me? And so you've got to, you've got to, you've got to resolve right now that the work I'm doing is a great work. Nehemiah did when the reports came, when the rumors came, when the lies came. You know what he said? He said, I cannot leave this great work. I'm staying on the wall. I'm staying on task. I'm staying on mission. I'm staying focused because this is a great work that God has me doing. If it's not a great work and you don't believe it's a great work, listen to me now. When the enemy comes and begins to whisper in your ear, it'll become a distraction and it'll take you away. It'll detour you. It'll draw you away from what you're doing. Know that when the enemy comes, listen to me, you can have one response. I'm staying on the wall because I have a great work to do. I'm staying on the wall because I have a great work to do. But the minute you give in, listen to me, it happens all the time, and the enemy knows how to do it. 
All of a sudden, you're in the middle of, of, of rebuilding. I've had this happen. Man, when we started out to launch this church, come on, somebody. When we started out, to, you know how many job offers I got? One of them was in Hawaii. Praise Jesus. I was leaving Vegas, and I had Hawaii or San Diego. I mean, either one's a win when you're in Vegas. Come on, right? I'm leaving hell, and I'm going to one of two promised lands. Right? I had so many opportunities in front of me. But you know what? I had to stay on the wall, stay on mission, stay focused, and go about the great work that God had for me. What about you? What about you? Listen to me. I know, I know there's people in here. Listen, if you're married, you've had marriage issues before. Okay? Little, big, okay? No matter, okay? Listen, when you're focusing on your marriage and you're focusing on rebuilding, the enemy's going to throw distractions at you. Sometimes those distractions, are you with me? New hire at work. She's cute. Oh, it's getting quiet here. We like to talk real at campus church, right? I mean, I'm so glad for Nehemiah's discernment. Because it could have been that, you know what, we're exhausted. We've been going at this thing for 52 days. We're almost done. Maybe, maybe they really do want peace. Maybe we can work this thing out. You with me? Those things come, and you've got to stand firm. You've got to know that you are doing a great work. Don't be distracted. Stay on the wall. Are you with me today? Stay on the wall. Don't be distracted. Stay, stay with your community. Stay with, stay with your community. Stay with your church. Stay. Stay in the fight. Build. Come on, Pastor, good preaching. Last thing we'll end here is we're going to dedicate some babies. Amen. Number three, and lastly, know that God will strengthen you. Know that God will strengthen you. Know that you are facing a real enemy. It's not a metaphorical enemy. It's not just like, you know, no, there's a real enemy. Know that the work that you are doing, and the work that you are doing, building your relationship with Jesus, the work that you are doing, when you show up on a Sunday, believe it or not, and you begin to worship and you begin to praise and you begin to grow in your faith, you're doing a work not just for you, but for others that are coming alongside of you. You're doing a great work. Now, whatever God has you for, it's a great work. And lastly, know this, that God is going to strengthen you. God, I love what Nehemiah said. Nehemiah, verse, verse 8, it said, then he replied, there is nothing to these rumors. You are spreading, you're inventing them in your own mind. I wish we had more time to tear that apart. But for, for they, were tell, uh, they were trying to intimidate us, saying they will become discouraged in the work. That's what the enemy wants to do with his rumors, his lies. He wants to discourage you. And he says this, but now my God strengthen me. Stay on the wall. God will strengthen you. Stay on the wall. He will encourage you. Stay on the wall. He will come alongside in those moments of weakness, in those moments where you feel like giving up, throwing in the towel, calling it quits, saying it's over. He's going to come alongside, and he's going to strengthen you because you are doing a great work. The Bible says it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the very Spirit of God that is living inside of you. Now, I'm telling you, in the, not just in the church planting season, not just as we're building a, a great work here in San Diego, but in my spiritual journey, maybe you've been like me and I felt like throwing in the towel. Pastor, can you say that? It's too late. It's recorded. I did. There's been times I felt like throwing in the towel, saying, is there anything to this? Why do I continue? 
Why do I, why do I sit in my house and, and work with these people? Don't they understand I have a family? Don't they understand I? I felt like throwing in the towel before. But can I tell you something? In those moments where I felt like throwing in the towel, man, the Holy Spirit came alongside and strengthened me as long as I stay focused on the work that he has set before me. Stay on the wall. Whatever your wall is today, stay on your wall. He's going to strengthen you. If it's your marriage, trust me, he's going to strengthen you. If it's your relationship with him, trust me, he's going to strengthen you. If you, are, if you are battling some other things in your life, trust me, if you stay on the wall and you know it's a great work, he's going to come and he's going to strengthen you. Come on, and the work will be complete, and it'll be a glorious sign to him and to everyone around. Are you with me this morning? God, we thank you so much for your word today. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, please visit our website at www.canvaschurchsd.com.